The 25th of April 1792 saw the world's first use of the guillotine as a method of execution. Nicolas Jacques Pelletier, a French highwayman found guilty of killing a man during one of his robberies, was the guillotine's first, but by no means last, victim. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long That even my mama thinks that my mind is gone But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking Or you and your homies might be lying to chalk I really hate the trip, but I Hello, welcome in to the GG Guillotine League podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Chopin. We are going to get into the week three that was. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. L.F. Guillotine, sir. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for another week of football. As we come on the air live to you guys, I got to tell you, we're watching Thursday Night Football the Miami Dolphins, the undefeated Miami Dolphins versus my Cincinnati Bengals in the all-whites looking mm, so good. And it is fresh. I just turned over after I hit record, and I'm seeing Tua Tungavailoa laying at center field, and they got the cart next to my man. This does not look good. He's laying on the white Bengals B, and it looks like they're about to drag him onto this cart, Jason. are you? Do you have the game on? I did, dude. I didn't believe you at first. I was kind of scrambling. And when it turned on, I'd see this, his fingers are all twisted. Yeah, up. What, what is that? that? Slow motion finger <laughs> gangster signs. I don't know he's what he's doing. He's throwing signs. Was, this is not good. Cause that he was, was, that's he, exactly when I saw it. They threw a flag a couple plays ago. He got hit from behind. And uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a big deal. They, again. they threw they a flag. Last, I mean, he hit his head, it looks like. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be a concussion or something. Some nerve damage. It doesn't look good. So I just wanted to. Uh, man, what a weird way to start this game. And maybe you can take a look because uh, this past week, or I guess we'll, we'll talk about it, but we actually had a squad uh, with a Tua that was that was worried that he may not play, that, that spent a few shackles on another quarterback. So I'm interested to see who he ended up going with and how this could play into this week's contest and this week's chopping. Uh, we'll get into that a little later, though. Um, for now, <laughs> Jesus, I just hope two is okay. Um, they got him strapped down pretty good. I don't see like a thumbs up or anything. What a weird way to start the show, man. That is pretty crazy, man. <laughs> Give us a thumbs, <laughs> too. They got his arms strapped go. down. Jesus. All right. Well, anyway, um, somber start to, to uh, episode number f- five now. Yeah, I think we're five in. This is funny, man. Here we are. What have <laughs> we, we done? Are, are we uh, committed? Rest in peace, Coolio, <laughs> our our brother in hip hop. Um, you know, just a lot of crazy stuff going on this week. We've got uh, the crazy storms in Florida. Hope everyone, if you have family down there, uh, everyone's okay and uh, got away with minimal damage. We're going to try to give a little uh, comic relief and talk about some fantasy football here. And the week that was, the week that will be in the GGG team. So we'll try to keep you posted on this game as it goes. Look like uh, 
your boy Teddy Bridgewater coming in now for the Dolphins. Not a bad backup. If you got Bridgewater like on the bench, you're usually feeling pretty good as a squad, you know? I like it. I wonder if he's wearing his gloves. This would be interesting. Teddy two gloves. Teddy always got the two gloves. Absolutely. You know he's got yes. his two white gloves on. Let's go. Uh, when we left you guys last, we were watching Monday Night Football. There were a few teams battling to steer clear from the swift blade of justice. We saw the undefeated Cooper Rush take out the no longer undefeated New York football giants. As we were saying, um, Barkley looked great, man. Is he your number one now? If you're drafting again, who's your first running back off the board? Yeah, I mean, I think he's killing it. I'm, I'm kicking myself, dude, every time I hear his name because like, I, what I let steal. him go. We all, we oh, all let him slip. We all let, we him, all go. let him slip. We all passed him we, once or twice. Everybody was we go in the third, we you know, or like late Kool-Aid. second. Yeah. We weren't drinking his Kool-Aid. And I'll be watching Aaron Jones and him kind of. I'll watch those numbers. But, yeah, he's money. So know, we're we're all sort of scratching our heads a little bit. We'll talk about the running backs a little later. But I did, before we get into the show, I wanted to make everyone abreast of uh, this is our first week. We are going to be over in London. We got London games this week. Minnesota versus New Orleans playing at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium across the pond. So if you got players in that game, just want to let you know that's starting early Sunday morning. Make sure you have Love those it. players uh, in your, your main starting lineup, out of your flex spots. Uh, if you got injuries, you have a plan, right? Saturday night before you go to bed because you're going to have a few cold ones and you may not get up in time to set your lineup. So do not forget that this week. Also, this week, week four, uh, we are two weeks away from the first set of buys bye weeks coming up in week six and you know you normally don't worry too much about bye weeks in fantasy um in week four but in our case the guillotine league you need to start making plans i think now's the week you have to look this gives you one one waiver one gee that's hard to say one waiver run before <laughs> the sunday nice. games like very nice um to, to maybe try to start thinking about how you're gonna fill in if you got guys with buys uh, between now think, and week six. Now that's why we're getting the extra player, then, right? I think we get the extra bench spot. So I think the yes, and that's another thing. I know that. Jason, you had texted people. We do the settings in this league. If you guys aren't familiar, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you have. After weeks four, eight, and twelve, an additional bench spot will be added to everybody's roster, so you can stash an additional player. What do we have? Six bench right now. It's going to go yep. to seven then Seven. to eight, and eventually to nine before the fad bidding locks. Boom. So keep that in mind as well. You're going to have an extra spot if there's there's somebody you're looking to stash uh, next week. Do you have someone you're looking to stash, Gritz? Tell us who it is. Yeah, you know what? In this league, I'm definitely uh, liking some some names that are out there, but I don't have anybody to drop. Um, I mean, if I share some secrets here, Samaj P. Ryan. I think um, I like what they got doing with him in Cincinnati. We'll see tonight too, um, but I think he's been actually outworking Joe Mixon um, a little bit. So he might, you know, in this league, you know, he's a sneaky little stash. I mean, got, why not? You know, if he, Mixon goes down, we've him. got some, we've got some, uh, some football team slash can't say that anymore slash uh, Commanders fans. I know we've all we remember P. Ryan. That was our boy. Oh, oh, I think we just got a touchdown. Is that Higgins? The all whites, man, just looking so good. Joey B, Broadway Joe, slaying man. these boys tonight. All right, well now yeah. let's let's go ahead and get into it here because we've got some 
chopping to talk about. Uh, last week, everyone's favorite favorite here on the pod. He, we had him high in the ranks for a few weeks. He was taking names and chewing gum. Well, he was all out of names and bubble gum. So we are going to have to say goodbye <laughs> to this year's King Poop. King Poop, we are so sorry to see you go. We had a blast, but you have been chopped up. Hey, Gom. I told you. I went contrarian. So, Jason, you are now 2-0 and with chopping predictions. Would you like to tell King Poop, uh, you know, a little bit about his season, how you felt? Yeah, dude, I told you I was pulling for you, man. I, um, I saw you had Tony Pollard in on Monday Night Football, and, and I know I put you there. But, um... I really was rooting for you in the end too, man. So, looking forward to you coming back, man. See you on the um, see you on the other side. He said, "Eat dust, kick rocks, kick rocks, <laughs> King Poop." Sorry, I did it to you. <laughs> he put the Didn't kiss of death like that, on poop. you. All right, well, you know what we got to do now. We're gonna get into the segment that we call the autopsy. He's been dead a long time, and I can tell you, it was not poison. Oh man, he's got lines of distension across the duodenum. And the interior wall was ripped open. He was hemorrhaging internally. And there was a hematoma in the rectus and the transverse abdominis muscles. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have ourselves a homicide. All right. King Poop, Mr. I don't even know how you say this. I have to ask Harry. Lati. Uh, you know, 66.28 points in week three. The lowest score of the year. In week three, the scores are going down. I don't know what's going on here. I thought the teams were supposed to get better as the years go, as the weeks go on, but this year's lowest score, King Poop, um, gets gets the chop. And you know, some great players, a good team. Like we said, he had a bunch of big scores in the beginning of the of the year. Yeah, and all it takes is one down week, and here we are, King Poop getting the chop. Um, you know, just take a look at his roster, you know, starting from the top, Patty Mahomes, yeah, he's got one of those QBs everybody wants. We've talked about that. Uh, Tyreek Hill, we're watching him tonight. One of the best in the game, run after the catch, big playability. Your boy, you just talked about Pollard. He's, you know, he's I'm getting Pollard. 50, 50 there in Dallas. He came through some, he got him 10 points, but yeah. And that was on all yardage. Head. Yeah. Yeah. 105 yards. His best game on the ground this year. Um, He tried to make a comeback. Kareem Hunt, who had a few good weeks, and now, you know, here we are. It's wild to look at these teams and um, and think think of these names and and the prices that went for them. Uh, And to see these sad scores here, though. So, Jason, left them hanging. where Where do you think King Poop went wrong this week? Did you think this was an inevitability here, or do you think there was. Some moves he could have made. Do you think there was something he should have done better as far as his, um, you know, spending his fab? I mean, does anything stand out to you as far as King Poop and his eventual fate here last week? No, I mean, like I said, I ranked him. I thought I thought I had him getting chopped this week. And um, I mean, looking at his his team, you know, Mahomes didn't help him out with 19 points. Kareem Hunt not looking too well. James Crowder. I mean, I guess if he could have put Cameron Braid up there instead of Gusecki. Uh, that might have pushed him over the just actually would have he actually just would have edged Mugen by like point two points. 
Ooh, that is brutal. <laughs> it's unfortunate, man, but who's going to play him? So Got him. I'm looking back at the weeks of bidding, and I I don't see King Poop's name on the fab report. Did he buy anybody? King Poop. Let me go to, let's, because I think you can, you can, um, you well, can you can see how much, this, right, how by, much money he'd have. Uh, okay, no data return. So he's gone from the waiver bid history now, or maybe he just never bid. There's no data in his waiver bidding report. And I'm looking at every week. I don't see him on the sheet once. <laughs> and so, look. King we, pooped. You didn't make any moves. You were just riding it out. And we, we sort of discussed this. I think the odds are you're going to make it to we week go. five or six, right? You got a pretty high percentage chance, even if you don't make any moves, as long as you have a good draft. And, <clears throat> and the easiest way to win a uh, guillotine league championship is to have the most money at the end of the year, yeah. right? So maybe that was – you think that was his strategy here or is he just I not mean, paying attention? No, I mean, be honest. When we see Tyreek Hill putting up 40 burgers, whatever he did with you know with Jalen Waddle, Patrick Mahomes and your team, Kareem Hunt, I mean, I guess he felt pretty good. He could probably write it out. But, you know, there, we'll confirm this. There's a league transactions thing. You can go to all and search Team Poop okay. and there's zero. Zero, there's right? There's nothing to speak to. Zero. <laughs> So my man, King Poop, is just riding the poop stream. Oof. So, and I'd love, I wish he'd called in, um, and, and hopefully he will maybe next week or or sometime, maybe even come into the show, Lati. Um, I'd love to know if that, you know, if he just wasn't aware, uh, wasn't sure how to do it, or if that was, you know, which I'm assuming, I think he's probably a fairly smart guy. He figured out how the league worked. He signed up, <laughs> drafted a team. So he, he probably was playing, you know, the long game of saying, Hey, I have a pretty good team here. I've got a great quarterback, great wide receiver, a couple of good running backs. I'm going to wait a few weeks, try to stash my money and then strong arm people. Um, and I mean, it's a, Hey, it's a good call. There's still some people out there that are rocking the, rocking the fat pockets. So see what they're up to. Just didn't work for our guy, King poop. So we are sorry to say goodbye. Uh, rest in peace. King poop. I like that, man. It's a nice little uh, effect you got there. It's great. Do, um, do you want to take a quick look, um, you know, at the um, at the draft board um, at King Poop's team here? King Poop had uh, the seventeenth pick, so two from the end. He was basically battling get off me with those uh, end picks. There started his draft. Tyreek Hill in the first, Mahomes in the second. Uh, came back with Jerry Judy and Kareem Hunt. How do you how do you feel about his draft there? I mean, if that's your team. Are you doing something similar? If you do that, are you feeling fairly confident with your squad and the 18 team? Yeah, I mean, I see what he's doing here. Like taking the, you know, those top receivers, the PPR, Mahomes' is money. It's nice to get Tyreek and Mahomes, even if they're not on the same team. Judy's been a lit down with uh, with the old uh, Russ not cooking. Cream Hunt's been money. Gasecki, Gasecki, I think he's been up and down. He went and got Cameron Bright later. But um, Pollard, I guess if you were kind of doing the, hey, I'm going to go heavy on, you know, wide receivers at first, you could, Pollard's great, McKissick's great, and a PPR, it's money. Yeah, he did he had the right you idea don't, you don't for know. zero RB, yeah. definitely. Um, you know, he's hanging strong. Zach Wilson's coming back this week. You know, somebody go pick <laughs> him up. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> hey, and he, he had that Dontrell Hilliard. So it looks like he made his first like eight eight, eight round picks and then got auto-drafted. You can see his last four picks here are auto-drafted. I'm actually... Did he actually, in that week, did he play Don Hill? No, I bet no not. chance. No chance. No Why would you? There was no so, reason to. 
but he didn't need one. it. You know, he got he got through that week. King Poop, my man. No, <laughs> I'm gonna Bill miss Yeage that drop. We're just gonna have points. to bring him up so that I can hit that drop. I mean, week one, dude. He's got Mahomes hitting 34, Cream Hunt 23, Tyree kills doing it. I mean, it's money. So he's just like rocking it. So, so. he finished his draft with the auto draft, and then he went into auto yeah. auto league mode and just said, "I'm gonna ride this out." Auto league. week six or seven, I'll peek back in and see see where my fab's at and see who's getting chopped. Me, it's him. We'll remember you, King Poop. All right. Well, King Poop, it's a pleasure to have you in the league. Um, I don't know if you listened last week or if you're listening now, but please give us a call in. Let us know your thoughts, how you how you did, how you enjoyed it, if you'd play again, because like I said, we're going to run back that last chance you, that uh, last chance kitchen league. And if you'd like to get in, there's an open spot <laughs> calling your name, King Poop. Come and redeem yourself, my friend. Get that fab and spend it, my friend. Let's go. All right. So now that's going to take us into our next segment. The reason we are all here. Let's talk. Yep. Waivers. Well, that's fucking beautiful, dude. All right, talking about waivers. You just heard some of the squad there. His first few picks of his draft and the most coveted player to hit the waiver wire, according to Fab Spent, number one this week, $675 hairs. Mr. Patrick... Patrick Mahomes Names. to I'm me, Jason. <laughs> I, I mean, it's beautiful I, though. I can sleep tonight knowing that I haven't spent the most single, uh, you know, bid on one player. I feel much better about myself. So I'm going to go ahead yeah. and say thank you, I'm me, for that. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's spinning. Now, he just lost his boy Tua, though. We just talked about so, it. Yes, dude. we talked about that. Um, he was he worried Tua. about Tua. That's the reason he went for Mahomes, because Tua was hurt. He was tilting for Tua, uh, and we, it makes sense in the end. So we have to look. Is I'm me starting? Oh, he didn't. So he was worried about Tua. He benched him. Oh, that is so lucky, because he ended up playing. I wonder <laughs> if he even knew or just didn't like the right. matchup. He said, fuck it. I'll or take, I, I just spent all this money. <laughs> Spend all this money, you gotta get my guy in. I'm not gonna put him on the bench. Absolutely. Jesus. Man, so that's it. But I think you know what, man? I think that makes him broke, dude. He, he has spent all his funds. Is that it? all this money? His money's gone. That's it, man. You hit zero. Was, I mean, the first one to hit zero? First one to hit zero. <laughs> you yes. win. You win. You won. Now, correct. Now he was honking, I think, in the uh, in this chat group about trying to get his funds back. He he saw that two was playing and he wanted his money back. He knows what's up. Okay, and now well, he's and he's playing Mahomes. Oof. And he's got Mixon I mean. and Mixon turning it around this week. So uh, I'm me maybe saving grace there was yeah. buying Patrick Mahomes. Imagine he doesn't starts Tua. Tua puts up a four burger and then you know starts throwing out gang signs on the stretcher. Oh no. Beautiful. I mean, I, I think it's great, man. I think it's a good call. But now what? Are we supposed to take Mahomes from you and give you two? You got to put two in your starting spot if you're getting your money back. 
I have a feeling we might see both of those quarterbacks hit the waiver again here pretty soon. Um, you know, just looking at it, uh, he dropped Sony Michelle, who's been getting some run for the Chargers. His bid was six seventy five, the next highest bid for Patrick Mahomes, three hundred and eighty five doll hairs. Mm. So he overspent awesome. by by Jason's math. How much there? Uh, don't try too hard. Two hundred ninety dollars. I'll throw you a softball. Five. Yeah. Don't think too hard. So, I mean, I I would love to have an extra two hundred ninety dollars right now. You would have Miami scored. Who scored? Like a backup running back? Is that Edmonds? I think Chase Edmonds there. Thursday night football. It's a good game, man. I'm liking this Dolphins. And the all you know what's killing me? Is I think I got the I got the Bezos channel. I think I'm like an hour behind. Oh, you got the lag, yeah. Jesus, Bezos, come on, man! You got plenty <clears> of money. Let's get this thing <clears> up throat> to throat> speed. Throat> all right, so you know what? I did want to. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Patrick Mahomes pick here from I Me? The biggest spend of the week, the biggest spend of the year. This might actually go down. I've got a good feeling this is going to be the highest price for a player all year. We're looking at it. Week three into week four, six seventy five. Patrick Mahomes, give us your thoughts. Yeah, I can't see anybody else uh, kind of um, getting that much funds or any reason why Mahomes is pretty money. I mean, maybe Lamar Jackson. I'll be excited to see what he goes for. But um, you know, I'm me. I think he, he was sitting, you know, kind of pretty. Um, I think there in the middle of the pack, and after his kind of acquisition, you know, he's he's moved up a few. Um, in my in my opinion, um, I think it's a good pick. I think it's solid for him. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I think it's money, man. Okay, so we're looking at the pick. the average winning. You can't bid go for, wrong, you know. Yeah, of course, he's he's one of the best quarterbacks as far as uh, money goes. He's number two on the list yeah. after Josh Allen of of um, you know how much people are spending on him. And looking at the data, Patrick Mahomes' average winning bid last week three hundred and fifty five dollars uh, on the year three fifty three. So it's been pretty <clears throat> consistent, right around three hundred and and fifty dollars. Um, you know. And that, so that's, maybe you know what maybe maybe I'm he's just looking at the max and says hey I'm going all in maybe because that next highest bid was 385 so maybe that person yeah. actually looked at the average and said I'm gonna go strong here like I yep. did with Kelsey and just add a little bit to the average <laughs> right it's like it seems like a normal thing to do and I'm he's going like, up <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> <pushing the> up. <laughs> let's get rid of this fab keep pushing the up meter spend them while you got it I guess you know do you like do you like the play here? <clears throat> I think so, absolutely. And actually, it's turned around for him um, with Tua going down. I do think it is funny that I want to make a point that I me wanted his money back. <laughs> so I I want to say here that I I Can feel I a little differently. Oh. I feel a little differently about this pick. I I would actually uh, compare this to what I call this is this is a salad finger pick here. 675 is a salad finger bid for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and, you know, the reason I say that, because it's kind of like, um, you know, paying 675 for Mahomes right now, this particular week, is kind of like when you're, say you're um, in middle school, right? And you're sitting at the lunch table and all you're right. just enjoying your lunch, you know, kind of minding your own business. And all of a sudden, something lands on your hand, on your finger. <laughs> And you look over, and it looks like a nice, juicy, fresh piece of salad. (laughs) 
and oftentimes it may not be the yeah, case. You know, but hey, look, hey, a nice juicy piece of fresh green salad just landed on my hand out of the heavens. Manna from the skies. I'm going to chomp this down. I'm just going to eat it. You know, this I looks like nothing, very tasty. Right? So you lean over, you chomp down on that piece of salad, and as oh, you start biting into God. it, you start chewing, and hey, man, this salad tastes a little funny. It's not <laughs> even taste, man. It's just probably it can sometimes be a texture thing. And it might not be that salad that you thought salty, it was. little gooey. <laughs> Is this salad I'm eating? <laughs> Make me sick. And then all of a sudden you realize it's a booger that your buddy <sighs> flicked and it landed on your hand on accident. Sick. And you just uh, ate your buddy's booger. <laughs> Didn't Jason, would you know Sony. anything about that? <laughs> All about that horribly <laughs> wretched sounding story. <laughs> Thank you for that. Jesus. The, re- the reason I say that is because, you know, this is, a, this is a week-by-week league in the guillotine. We are looking at the next two, three weeks max. When you're, when you're picking up a player, when you're bidding on a player, when you're looking to start a player... You, you, your window of opportunity here to get chopped is very slim. Any week it could happen. So as you're looking down the next uh, four weeks here for Salad Finger Mahomes, his next game is against Tampa Bay. It's going to be a great game. I'm actually really looking forward to this. But if you, yeah. if you look at the defense's points uh, allowed compared to the average team, Tampa Bay is number six overall, six best first quarterbacks. Okay, that's his next matchup. They don't allow a lot of points. I don't care who you are. And they've played some good teams. Las Vegas, they get the Raiders after that. They're 27th. Okay, so if he gets past Tampa Bay, looking pretty good. But then, after Las Vegas, he's got the Buffalo Bills. Number one adjusted rank against quarterback. Points allowed uh, from the defense. After Buffalo, San Francisco, number two on that list. So he plays three of the top six defenses versus quarterbacks in the next four weeks. For $675, I know you need a quarterback. And thank God he got him because Tua just, you know, hopefully he's okay, but he's clearly hurt and bad. So he's going to need him. He's going to need somebody. He's something. So in hindsight, you know, 30 minutes ago, it doesn't look quite as good, you know, as it does now. But salad finger Mahomes. Salad finger Mahomes. I like it. I mean, I I follow follow what you're saying, man. I like it. We'll see, though. Those games might end up being shootouts, and it might even be a a money thing, you know, where it's just back and forth. Yeah, the numbers will say they should have had shootouts already, and they didn't. I mean, those are good defenses. So as we're going down the list here, let's take a look at number two. The second highest bid for a player going this week. week, Look at that Freudian slip. This week, Mm -hmm. actually in this game right now, Tyreek Hill, Miami Dolphins wide receiver, $487 $487 going to Mr. Flocked Up. Like it. I like it. Flocked Up. Very good. Dropping Sammy Watkins. Flat Earther. 487. Last week average 550. Men 500. Max 600. That's just easy numbers. Season average 406 though. With a men of 158 and somebody slung a 911 burger on him. Mm. I like it. I like Tyreek. Tyreek. He's been scoring good. <clears throat> He's been scoring good but... Like I said last week, he didn't do so well. So, and you can see, okay, his, I think it reflected his bid, bidding sort of came down a little bit this week. It looks like for the season yep. four hundred six, yeah. So, uh, we like. Well, there we what go. Do you that's think our, about that's our highest team? wide receiver. How does that? You think that helps flocked up a lot there, don't you? 
Yeah, I think so, man. I think that's going to bump Flocked up a lot. I think Tyreek Hill's... Well, you know, we'll see tonight, but I think... Uh, well, psh, actually, I don't even know now, actually. I'll take it all back. He's got Teddy Bridgewater throwing the ball. Like, I don't know what that's going to do for Tyreek Hill, so we'll just have to wait and see in this game tonight. But Tyreek Hill's pretty money, so I hope... <laughs> and and wasn't, uh, wasn't Jalen Waddle dealing with an injury before this game? I didn't get to see if he was playing or not. I've, I've just, like, looked over here and there, and I haven't seen Waddle yeah. yet. I don't think he's too. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think he was doing an injury. I heard he was yeah. like, um, you know, him and two were both had a little bit of injury thing going on this week. So I thought that may actually boost Tyreek. So I thought, you know, at least for this week versus Cincinnati, um, you know, they were going to need to use him a lot. Uh, but I, don't I mean, yeah, problems. I mean, two. You can see that two is able to support, you know, two awesome wide receivers. So it's definitely money to see. Um, him do his thing, but it sucks to see him go down. So now it's going to be, I mean, it's pretty interesting. We're going to see actually now what Teddy Bridgewater does with these wide receivers. Could be better for Gusecki, to be quite honest. Absolutely. And not, I don't know if you said this, Check next down. highest bid for Tyreek, 377. So we overspent there a little bit by 100. Um, flocked up, echoing Freddie Chops. Can't take it with you. Time to make a move. One of the best in the business out there. So he went and got his man. Next on the list... Mean Mugen, Mr. <laughs> Cunt, Kareem Hunt, <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Hey, uh, they got a running back by committee there. Kareem's pulling in all the balls. Uh, dropped Michael Gallup, who's actually coming back this week. That could be interesting, yeah, interesting. for tonight's waiver run. $313 for Kareem Hunt from hmm. Mean Mugen. Next closest bid, 196 LFG. What are your thoughts? I think he's uh yeah he's a hundred hundred bucks over the lowest one hundred seventeen. I think it's a high spin, but I uh, I also I thought that Mugen had a nice stack of running backs. I thought it was an interesting pickup actually. But Kareem Hunt's I mean solid solid depth. So if you're gonna play three, if you're gonna get one of those two in Cleveland, that's a nice one to get, especially in a PPR league. So his average on the year, what was uh, Hunt's average for Cunt? Kareem Hunt's average for the year, uh, one sixty two. Cunt. Okay. Kareem Hunt. K Hunt, Dr. K Hunt. So that's what you're saying. Three, three, thirteen. Somebody tried to go over that bid. See, everyone's getting savvy now. That next highest bid is like, you know, they they tried to bump Seven, it there over the average. Four thirty three, one ninety six. Yeah. You can set. I'm gonna get my guy. We like that like on the show. We like getting your guy. Yeah. Big fans. <clears throat> Build the team. Get your guy. I agree. Next one there, you got uh, Tony Pollard. Yes, sir. Man. Tony Pollard, your him. boy, Mister. Uh, get off me there with Tony Pollard. Um, so. You know, seeing here four unique teams still haven't had a, a return customer yet. Tony Pollard going for one hundred and sixty-six fab. Next highest bid eighty-two dollars. What does the market say? One twenty last week average. He's going down to eighty-eight bucks. So season average there. Somebody somebody saw it went under. But you know what? I gotta say, get off me, man. He needed to fill some spots there on that squad. And running back was definitely it. I think he's Montgomery's hurt. Um, Swift's hurt. So I bet if you look at that uh, Kareem Hunt, that could be get off me with the next highest bid at 196. I think he probably wanted both those guys, Hunt and Pollard. That is tough. But both, I think it's a nice both spot. Both going down. That's tough. Yep. He's yep. happy to be here this week. Yeah, Tony's, Tony's a great kid. I agree. He overpaid a little bit, but I think when I first saw that bid, I thought that was a good number for Pollard. I'm a Pollard guy. I've got him in leagues. I've had Pollard in leagues for years waiting mm. for sort of his – breakout you know waiting for Zeke to break down 
waiting for them to get him more involved in the passing game. When I saw 166, I said, damn, that's a pretty, like if I had a lot of money left, I would have bid something like that for Pollard. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It'd be nice to get him at 166. I mean, 196 isn't crazy, um, but some people you're with you, 302 last week. So they had their max 400 for the season. So some people were going crazy for him. A lot of probably Zeke. Or Pollard truthers, I guess. He had his best week on the ground last week, over 100 yeah. yards rushing. I mean, he just didn't yards. get the touchdown, didn't get a lot of passes. Right. I mean, they were they were basically in command of that game. It felt like, even though they were losing it a couple points. All right, we're going down the list, we got our first return customer. We're gonna need a drop for this man. He he showed up a lot this week. Mister flocked up. Jerry Judy, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, fifty-seven dollars. <laughs> Decent price, right? I like it, man. Can't sneeze at that. Nope, I like it, dude. That's great. Dropping Kyle Phillips from the Tennessee Titans. Bid at 57 bucks. Average last week, 70. Season average, 72. So I think, he, I mean, that's great. Great value. He said, fuck it, I'll go get Judy. Why not? I just wish something could go on there, man. I think that coach is a turd. Yeah, we're not big fans. I mean, he he he's one of those uh, quarterback whisperer guys that he he got this reputation. Daniel Hackett. Yeah, because Rogers said, you know, oh, he reinvigorated my love for the sport when he came to the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. You Rogers, want an MVP, so he's sucking everybody's Perry. dick. And then yeah. this guy gets a job, and now people are gonna you know lose money, and, and fans gotta watch this garbage all year. I mean, I think he's a is big Elway problem. Is Elway still there? Is Elway still the GM? He's drunk driving down, you know, Denver. He's, is he still part of the organization? John Elway? <laughs> he's I I just I assume. Drunk, just idiot. Did they not make him relinquish, oh, like, part of his duties? He probably just, like, they write his name to sell the pamphlets. I don't think he's actually doing anything. Maybe he gets, like, Daryl Strawberry-type money or something. Just gets a good hit. Yeah, Crazy. so you, you liked a lot of flocked up his moves this week. We talked about this a little bit before the show. His next move, he's the next guy on the list, Mac Hollins, the wide receiver for the Raiders, yeah, that we were awesome, we were talking about him last week too because he stepped up big in the yeah. uh, in the accountant's injury role, um, and he had some great great catches last week. We've liked Mac Hollins. He was at Miami, right? He was with the uh, I think he got drafted by Philadelphia. Is he from the U? Mac Hollins, I think so. That feels right. I feel like we we're making fun of that pick in some draft years past he's not he's like third year yeah i think at least maybe fourth i'm I'm surprised he's hung around he he always looked like he could take the top off a defense he would have some big plays but he was never the all-around guy but he he looks really good um he got rid of perryman there that was like a one one week rental right didn't he didn't he buy perryman off the waivers the week before maybe i think so i don't know um what's going on in tampa bay with uh those receivers it's crazy like you know they're all kind of hurt. They're not hurt. You got Brady. They're bringing in um, Cole Beasley, right? Isn't he there? Yeah, we talked about that a little bit last week. Jesus, I think they're getting yeah. healthy. Evans is coming back off the suspension. Pretty sure Godwin's going to play. Uh, Julio might even play this week, uh, yeah. last I heard. But I guess with Matt Collins, you just hope he doesn't pay for a one-week kind of, um, wow, exciting, right? He paid 27 bucks. You know, it's 5 bucks for the average last week. I mean, I think we moved the needle with the season average of 28, so it's probably on us for changing yeah. the whole guillotine league. I mean, this once you get to this point, again, we're, you know, you're, you're looking for warm bodies, give you a couple points if you need to start them, maybe a, um, you know, uh, something for later on down the line. So, you know, now that we've gone through the, um, you know, the uh, – the varsity league pickups. We'll look at some of the J- <laughs> some of the JV team pickups here. Next on the list, LF Guillotine spending big coin on JD Smooch's McKissick. Twenty dollars. Yeah, what are your thoughts here, hey, with start, McKissick? 
I mean, I had Sterling Shepard. You know, I thought I, I thought that was gonna be a nice little stash. He he made a big play, and then he got hurt, and the knee kind of exploded, and he's just running down the field. So okay, he's out for the season. Not gonna keep him. J.D. McKissick is nice. I think he's a good dump off valve for old uh, Carson Wentz. Last week, average twenty, and I was totally looking at the averages, and I was gonna go under, and I was just gonna add a little like dollar to it. So I think they were lower than last week. It was maybe nineteen, so I put twenty. So all of my bids are a dollar above what the average was, uh, and it worked out. You've we'll got see. a real plan here what you're saying had one <laughs> that was my strategy this week i was like i'm not spending big this makes sense we'll do this so you got uh next you got mike Isecki for a happy meal and you talked a bunch of shit about him last week how you you know what happened there i don't you came I around know, on i still got scrubbed at tight end i'm just trying to work it's so now hey maybe again maybe it works out for with teddy bridgewater it should be interesting to see speaking of scrubs um, what happens. you also got geno smith at quarterback for for a uh <laughs> <That's my boy. laughs> let geno cook man let him cook He's playing. They're running about fifty some plays. He's he's like eighty two percent accurate. He's not bad. So he's got Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I mean, just get him the ball, dude, and give me some yards. I guess what I <laughs> want to know more than than you picking up Smith is you dropped Justin Fields to get him. I'm so you're, tired you're of done him. with Fields. That's it for yeah, you. Yeah, somebody else can go have him. Maybe it's, maybe work him. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Oh, you know what? Go pick him up. Okay, what is that? I sent you that stat. Um, it's something like the the lowest amount of passing yards through three games in like a half yeah. a deck, a half of a century, something crazy. I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be a game and he's going to go off, but better things to come. I'll, I'll, I'll keep working it elsewhere. Quarterback I feel like it's been a lot of um, bad luck, you know, with weather and, you know, the coaching yeah, the staff's week, not doing him any justice either. Right. They're not really letting him run. Like I think like some more design runs and they didn't get anybody in the off season for him to throw the ball to. Now, Darnell Mooney, that's it. Allen Robinson goes to the Rams, and you got Darnell Mooney, who evidently has been, was a name who's supposed to be awesome, but, I mean. He just doesn't me, have any me. help. I mean, there was all the, you know, right. so many other teams Cole with Komet. young quarterbacks that went out and spent money and, and got weapons, and they just really didn't really do anything for Fields. I don't really know yeah. if it's his fault or not. I don't know that we can judge him yet. But that's interesting. You you let him go. Um, could be a landmine, or it could be, you know, somebody – that uh, uh, Tejas picks Gino. up and drops a 30 on you next week. Uh, let's go, Gino. Let's go. Let him cook. Let Gino cook. So, hey, I do like um, Reynolds, uh, Craig Reynolds. Yeah, we skipped uh, Get Off Me's pick there, Reynolds. You want so, to talk a little bit about I mean, him? I mean, again, he's 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 got first eye view that DeAndre Swift is hurt. Jamal Williams is probably on somebody's team. So he's like, let me get Craig Reynolds. Let's go. Here comes the brand new flavor in you. Is that Mac Reynolds? Am I making that? <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. I think so. And then rounding yes. out the waivers, he just such a homer. Fucking yeah, SMD like <laughs> He only gets Ravens off the waiver wire, and he doesn't spend more than twenty bucks. Like twenty bucks <laughs> max. Give me any backup Raven you got. That's his whole waiver plan this year. Joystick for SMD, man, FTV. Justice Hill the joystick. Let's go. Um, I mean, hey, if um, if uh, if Leonard Fournette goes down, it's Rashad White, right? I guess that's the game. So. Justice Hill, do it too. I don't know. Um, J.K. JK Dobbins. <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? Somebody's got to get touchdowns. Is he going to play him? I wonder if he plays he him. He has to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's have to play Justice Hill. So that's <laughs> going to do it for all the King Poops chopped players. Um, thanks for leaving them behind. We really do appreciate it. A lot of money spent there on the King Poop roster, and we see why. They did very well until last week. <laughs> King Poop, we're going to miss you, chop. my friend. But uh, we move on. We've got a battle ahead, and we've got one less team. And things are starting to get tight. I'm starting to feel it. 
And uh, these, you know, we've only seen maybe one player come back up. We did talk about that in the waiver report that has already previously been chopped or let go. I can't remember which one, but uh, I feel like Greg the Dorch. That, yes, Greg Dorch has been uh, bought no. twice on the waivers. And I don't. I think he was just dropped. I don't think he got cut. Did he? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, I think they were actually drafted, and then dropped, and then somebody picked him. Yeah, but either way, he was our double play. And so as we go, I I feel like that's when it gets real. When you start to see like those big names get chopped the second time or the third time hit the waivers, that's when it, you start to feel that knot, and you're just like, oh, it could be me, couldn't it? If I <laughs> I could get the best player on the waiver this week and still get chopped. Yep. And it's going to happen. Only one person will be left at the end of this experiment. Victorious. Every, you know, we Good all got me. hopes. We've all got dreams. The odds are in our favor right now. We're feeling good. We're sitting back. We're holding on to our fab. We're talking shit. We're laughing in the chat. We're calling into the pod. Of course we are. We're feeling good. God damn it. Why shouldn't we? We're at the top of the leaderboard. Look at all this fab. I haven't even had to spend any yet, and I'm beating all your asses. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, he's hurt? Oh, I started him. Oh, no. It's raining in San Francisco? Before you know it, you could be sitting right there with King Pope. Getting chopped. Axed. So what we're going to do now, we're going we're gonna to preview a brand new segment here on the podcast. So our man, mm. LF Guillotine, the wizard of statistical place, the stats master, the magician. He's been behind the scenes, grinding his gears, churning his hog, working hard for these algorithms. He's been putting in the time. He's been doing the data. He's been dumping and diving and jumping and driving. And we're going to preview a very, very special, all brand new Sanson rankings. You know what I want? I want to talk to Samson. I know what you're thinking. Samson rankings? <laughs> the hell is that? Well, you know let me put it want. to you like this. You guys all know what power rankings are, right? We've we've got some teams that have, have done really well up to this point. They've They've managed their money well. They've been putting up a lot of points. And then you got some others like myself who found their team at the bottom of the list looking for Monday Night Miracles. Well, if you ever wondered, hey, is there a way to quantify a team, their players, their fab, their skill? Could we actually power rank the players in this league? And if you're asking yourself that question, I've got the answer for you right now. Yes, you <laughs> can and lfg atine has made this possible with his brand new sanson rankings sanson rankings the hell does that that's mean? right i'm gonna tell you right now you know uh buckle up get your get your uh number two pencil out and i'm gonna take you down a uh a little history lesson here and go down history lane we're gonna tell you why it's the sanson rankings Charles Henry Sanson was the royal executioner of France during the reign of King Louis XVI, as well as high executioner of the First French Republic. 
He administered capital punishment in the city of Paris for over 40 years. By his own hand, he executed nearly 3,000 people, including the king himself. Charles Henry Sanson was the fourth in a six-generation family dynasty of Sanson executioners. Sanson was the first executioner to use the guillotine, and he led the initial inspection and testing of its prototype on April 17, 1792. On April 25, 1792, Sanson inaugurated the era of the guillotine by executing Nicolas Jacques Pelletier for robbery and assault. The use of the guillotine transformed Sanson's status under the revolutionary ideology from outcast to citizen, equal in rights and civil duties. So Mr. Sanson and his family, the high executioners for four generations. So what we're going to do now, we're going to tell you who's, who's chopping, who's pulling that string on the guillotine in the town square. Everybody's gathering around. You got on your Sunday best. We want to know who's pulling the string. Mr. Dalrymple, LF guillotine, the people want to know who is at the top of the Sanson rankings. All right, people. The top of the Sanson, you know it. <clears throat> We've talked about him. He looks good. He's done good things. Number one, slow nation. Number one, slow nation. Wow. He's looking good. He's looking good. The average points per week. He's knocking some stuff out. He's doing great. And now you're, if I'm to, uh, I know you don't, can't talk too much about it. This is a proprietary algorithm that you've created and put into the system here. And you've had to tweak some parameters. Um, you've been working hard behind the scenes doing this. I know, um, all last week, you had locked yourself into the garage with the car running when you were, and you were putting all this stuff in, and you were That's really correct. trying to dial it in. I know you told me this took you a lot of time. So, um, you know, I know you can't tell us exactly how this happens, but what goes into this ranking? How is Slow Nation number one in the Sanson rankings? In the Sanson rankings, I mean, my man is putting up points. Uh, he's looking good. He's, uh, he's got fat stacks. I mean, I think he's feeling well. Um, his squad looks pretty good. And I think, um, you know, his total in the Sanson ranking is 417. <laughs> wow, 417. And that does, I believe you, you shared with me a little bit. You said this includes, um, you know, past performance, present structure of team, as well as fab and future possibilities, correct? Your, your algorithm? That's right. That's right. We're absolutely looking at kind of a handful of things, um, trying to get the triangle um, dialed in and absolutely past, future, present. It all kind of goes into it and uh, sprinkle a little magic in there. And that's how you come up with the Sanson. And, and why do you think triangle as opposed to maybe um, like square or, um, you know, dodecahedron or, you know? <laughs> well, hey, we just finished up week three. Uh, three's a trend, three's a party. Let's, um, let's let the Sanson speak for itself. I mean, I'm 2 0 so far on the Sanson. Let's keep Sanson. And- <laughs> I couldn't agree more, to be honest with you. So going down your list, we got Slow Nation at number one in the Sanson. Who do you got at number two? Number two, St. Krim with a 373 Sanson report. St. Krim. And we haven't, we haven't really talked about him much because he's just been flying high. He's never been in trouble. Hasn't spent a ton of money right on the waivers. St. Krim's just been doing it and doing it and doing it well. Laying low. That's right, man. I like his style. St. Krim is low-key. 
Gotta watch out for old St. Krim. But like you said, two overall. Let's go. Snake in the grass, St. Krim. All right, who rounds out your top three there on the sand? Top three. Rankings? Top three. You've heard him before. You know he is. My man Tejas up there oh, with a 370. There he is. <laughs> Tejas. Tejas with a 370 at the uh in the Sanson. I like it. 370 in the Sanson rating. Uh, it's a shame he's not number one. I'm sure he would have liked to hurt himself at the top there. It looks like you got some work to do, Tejas, uh, to get up to that number one spot in the Sanson ranking. Um, and, you know, these rankings are ironclad. I mean, this is purely numbers, right? This is algorithms. There's You can't deny these ra- these uh, Sanson rankings. No, you can't deny the Sanson. Like I said, I'm 2-0. and I'm going all the way to the end. You guys will believe in the Sanson when it's all said and done. Just incredible, incredible stuff. Okay, so rounding out the top five in the Sanson, who do we have at four and five? All right, four and five, Compton Bama's with a 358. And number five, Hate the High Draw at 352. There he is, Hate the High Draw. Spoke a little bit about him last week, having a good season. Rounding out the top five in the Sanson, very nice. Uh, You just want to work your way down and give us maybe the next five to round out the top ten? Yeah, absolutely. So right there at six, slice them and dice them with a 351. So, you know, hey, anything can change there with slice them and dice them. Hold on, who is that? Draw. Slice them and... Hate that. Uh, slice them and dice them. Number seven, get off me with the with the Sanson report. Now, I don't know. I like that one, but uh, I think he's... Uh, Sanson, Sanson's interesting. We'll see what... The Sanson we'll knows. And, and to Sanson go back knows. a second, um, you know who we really haven't talked about either? Because um, just thinking about last show... Is slice him and dice him. Slice him and dice him. We haven't really discussed his squad. He's another sneaky. Um, we've never really brought his name up on the podcast for one reason or another. Uh, not to praise, not to uh, project, not to uh, poke fun. He's really slipped under the. He's gotten he's away scot free. That is true. Yeah. Who is this? Slice him and dice him. Here he is. Trubisky and Stafford. Zeke. He's an interesting one. He has been sneaking through. I mean, week to week, guys putting up points. And, and what is this? Just kind of snaking through. And what like is a hundred, just kind of really, Sanson is six. Uh, what's his overall Sanson score? 351. Like, so he's one point out of five. Wow, very he's nice. He's just right there outside of he's got a, He's got a stable of backs there. That's You like to see that. Um, he's got a bunch of backups, guys that could be starters soon. Uh, T. Higgins scoring a big touchdown for him tonight. He's got the rookie number one wide receiver there in New Orleans, leading the league in air yards. Chris Alave, great pick up there um, to add to Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins. Okay, that's we're gonna need to talk about him more in the coming weeks. That yeah. is a nice, nice stable of wide receivers there. Um, I think you can build around that core fairly easily. Stafford's gonna be okay. Wow, it's a nice squad here. Slice them and dice them. We, I just yeah, wanted I think, to I give mean, him a little shout. I think that's his thing. And yeah, and if an Njoku kind of comes on for him as well, it's nice to tie it in. T. Higgins, nice, nice. Yep, it's a squad. Chris Alave, the rookie. I mean, there's been a lot of good rookie classes. I think that's a sneaky thing in your fantasy world. Just get the early round drafted rookies. They're going to play. They're going to smoke. It's awesome. Yeah, they may start slow, but if you spend that draft capital, those guys are usually going to a team that really needs them to play and play soon as long as they're not hurt. Um, So going down again, sorry to mean to interrupt you there. Who rounds out our top 10 in the Sanson? Top 10 in the Slice and Dice. All right, number eight. 
the Kittle engine that could with a 3336. Number nine, Mean Mugen. Number 10, SMD FTV. Number 10. 317. Wow. I would have never thought he'd have cracked the top 10. Congratulations, SMD FTV. Um, Still going to pick you to get chops probably this week. But so the top 10 of the Sanson. Okay. Now I think what what we really want to know. Let's let's see the bottom three of the Sanson rankings for this week. Who is in dire need of a W to move on? Who does the algorithm think is in no. danger of going home? So the bottom three are uh, at thirteen. Slippery when wet with a two ninety six. Number fourteen. Ooh, there it is. What was, who was that at thirteen? Slippery when wet. Get him. Good. <laughs> <laughs> And number 14, yourself, sir, Freddie Chops with oh, a 259. 14. Come on, algorithm. This algorithm can't be right. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It doesn't um, doesn't like your future, sir. And last, but certainly not least, I'm me with a 252 on the Sanson. Oh. Oof. So the Sanson clearly didn't like that uh, waiver spending this week either for Mr. I'm me. And I can understand why. I can understand why. I think I'm me's got a good shot to stick around again this week because he made the right decision. And that's that's one thing that um, yeah. no algorithm can really take into account is how good of a manager are you with your team? Are you starting the right players in the right matchups on the right week? Are you taking into consideration whether, um, you know, opponent on the other side of the field? Um, things that, you know, are hard to quantify. So I feel like you can outsmart the Sanson ratings, but you cannot run from them. They will catch you eventually. And once they, they do, yeah, lights out. I like him. I like him. I think All he's right, good. So that's, hope you guys like that. We're going to be, um, we're going to be doing that every week. We're going to give you a rundown of the Sanson ratings. We are going to do a pre post fab Sanson ratings. See who improved, who got worse with some of their money decisions. And I think as we follow this throughout the year, we are going to learn a lot from um, Mr. LF Giatine's algorithm here. Like I said, he's been working hard, spending extra nights in the basement. Uh, you know, his boyfriend's texting me constantly, asking me, you know, just to make it end, make it stop. You know, this has really taken over his life, and he'd love Stats. to have him back. But he is yep. the statistical magician. The man with the fucking plan, LFG. <laughs> you used to call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need my love. Call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need my love. You've got mail. That brings us to the mailbag. You've got mail. All right. This <laughs> week, we've got at least one caller here. You know what? During the show, I would say this. I just saw a, a mailbag question come through on the chop awesome. line as we're doing the pod. So maybe right. we'll try to sneak back to that. Um, I'll give Real it a listen time. here in post, or we can talk about it next week. But I did. Before we start this week's mailbag, I wanted to say, uh, give us a call. Let us know your thoughts, your feelings. Uh, how's your season going? How are you doing? You know, everyone asks when chop, but they never ask how chop. So we want to know. Give us a call, (laughs) 949-GGG-CHOP. 
That is 949-444-2467. Our first call into the chop line this evening comes from 7th District, I believe. Yeah, this is Jim Bob from 7 D. I'm just wondering why the NFL ain't, ain't run the damn ball no more. We got the top 15 players of the team, and not one of them was a running back. Goddamn, we ain't top two players in the whole damn league is wide receiver. Then we got a couple quarterbacks. Not till 16th player down there, old Chubb, only running back. Why don't they run the damn ball? Look, you know, I yeah, I got to agree with Jim Bob. I mean, he nailed it. He really did. Um, You know, uh, I'll 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 sort of take this one on if if you don't mind. I I'm thinking the same thing. I like to draft running backs early and fill in wide receivers through the middle rounds and come back with running backs late. I think a lot of people like that strategy. Fairly popular throughout the years. This year, uh, it hasn't been great. And I'll tell you why. The top 12 running backs in this year's draft have combined to score the fewest points through three weeks over the last seven years. That's the third lowest number since 1999. 23 years. I mean, all across the board. You know, if you're looking at your your first round pick, your running back, and thinking, man, why is my guy suck? It's everybody. They all suck. This is yeah. one of the worst years that I can remember for those early round running backs. I think another reason for that is the committee approach. We're seeing a lot of teams take on two backs to handle the duties keep a guy fresh. There were only 17 instances this year of a running back hitting 20 plus carries in a game. That is the second lowest number in 20 years. It's crazy. It's a passing league. It's a passing league, man. I mean, that's what we've been saying. That's what we see. Uh, Even get some slot guys over the middle. Easy. Dump down, check down. I did hear a cool stat though today about Lamar Jackson that he is like a top 10 maybe even the top two in running back like in rushes this year and he's also a top 10 as a quarterback and i think in each of the past years i think that he's been playing he's been a top 10 running back if you took out his points just from rushing um or just from passing he would be a top two running back year to year (laughs) i mean and he's doing it again he's killing it we talked about um barkley like if you had to redo the draft who's your first running back i think your first running back's lamar what about yeah? What about this man? Our superflex one overall is Josh Allen. Would you go Lamar? I mean, you make up did for you the hear, running back. Did you hear what Josh Allen said about Lamar Jackson? <laughs> no. What did he say? He said, "Pay that man." He said Oof. he he because they were talking about his contract. Lamar bet on himself, and someone said they should pay him whatever, make him the the highest paid player ever. And Josh Allen said, "Absolutely, he should be the highest paid player ever. Pay Oof, that man." Wow. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um, Bashadi doesn't want to pay. Bashadi's playing the guillotine. He's, I don't know. Decker. It, it's going to cost them Acosta. a ton of money. He looks so good. He, he's throwing yeah. the ball so well this year. Um, the design runs, he, he just looks great, man. You know what it reminds me of? He, I don't know what happened the last couple of years, but the year, the last year I won our home league, um, I took Lamar late. It was his breakout year that he set all those records. And yeah. Uh, I think I, I had McCaffrey that year as well. And they were both cheat codes. And to have them both on your team, because with each, you know, with McCaffrey, you're getting a starting wide receiver, like a top 10 wide receiver and a top right. 10 running back. And with Lamar, same thing. You're getting a top one or two quarterback 
and a top 10 running back in one player's uh, slot. Right. I mean, that is an That's absolute saying, cheat yeah. code. Yeah, the one overall would have made sense. I mean, because you're giving up that draft capital, but you're essentially getting the, the void filled that you missed with Lamar rushing and stuff. So, yeah, it's crazy. We'll see what happens. I don't think he'll leave Baltimore. but uh, Oh, he's oof. not going anywhere. You can't let him leave. So that was the mailbag. Thanks again, uh, Jim Bob, for calling in. Um, please send us your questions. Send us your thoughts. Love hearing from you guys. We actually just debuted today as well a brand new Twitter account. If you guys are on Twitter, we'll put the handle of that in the uh, episode description. You can find us at GGGatine. We will be there to answer your daily questions, thoughts. Uh, if you want to send us some screenshots, anything you're looking at, something crazy happened in your league, reach out. We'll talk about it on the show. Hey, not in the GGGatine league? That's okay. You can call in anyway. You know, I feel like the Please great do. thing about guillotine leagues is this information. It really is useful across lots of different leagues. I mean, a lot of the same guys are getting cut. Um, you know, the prices are, you know, across the board. Most of the leagues that started when we did are going to have 18 teams. Going to be very similar as far as the budgets, the spending. But, um, oh, big play from Tyreek Hill there down like the one. We are still watching Thursday Night Football. We're in the third <laughs> quarter, about five minutes left. Uh, but, yeah, just – Sorry, go ahead. Bezos is selling Bezos is selling me um, Carnival uh, cruises. That's where I'm at. Prime Video. Thanks, Bezos. So we we do want to uh, thanks again, Jim Bob, for calling in. I think he's right. You know, I think it's, you're right as well. It's a quarterback and a wide receiver league, and this it may be the end of it for the the stud running back early. As as they go, they're going to be more and more scarce. Uh, that's kind of the reason they were driven up in the first place. Um, you know, you want guys getting high volume, but to me now, and we touched on this earlier today, um, the backup running back to me is now the lead running back in my mind. Yeah. You can get them cheaper. They catch the more passes. And if the other guy goes down, they get twice the workload while the starter yeah. has to split with them when they're healthy. Yeah. If you can basically split, I basically, yeah, if you can split the points with some like top tier wide receivers that can, you know, when you get maybe six, seven out of your like RB2, whatever, if you can have a wide receiver that's offsetting those points, you know, take them early. And then even in the long game, like you said, if the number one guy goes down, you've got this semi-fresh dude who can kind of finish the season up for you. You know, Khalil Herbert, kind of the world. You got to get the right ones. Not all of them are that way. Alexander Madison. But, uh, I mean, then these guys come off the streets, and if they're in the system, they can just do it, you know? That that is the most frustrating when you have that guy, and the the, and the starter the goes down, and they bring in Kenyon Drake off the street, <laughs> and they start his dumb ass instead. <laughs> yeah, Raheem Mostert. So did Waddle's in. He's playing. I, okay, I think, good. I mean, those guys, those quick guys, I'm sure are getting you know hamstrings tightened and whatnot, but they'll play. Hey, look, we're down here at the goal line, and uh, Teddy B moving the ball. I mean, maybe maybe things are going to be okay in Miami. Um, hey, where where are you at on the uh, on the clock? Where are you, where are you oh, at? Down? Incomplete third down. So we're looking at fourth and goal from about the three or four yard line now. Two forty three left in the third. Miami, oh, I God. think, going to kick the field goal to go ahead fifteen to fourteen. It looks like they're bringing out the field goal unit. Um, it's going to be a good game. Uh, I've definitely enjoyed this one more than the the Monday night game so far. You know, uh, the, yeah, the, Monday nights. The injury with uh, notwithstanding. Yeah, Monday night's tough. It's tough. It's almost like anxiety inducing watching uh quarterback from the Giants. <laughs> I think you're right. That is part of it. 
Oh, dude, it's like when he runs, is he going to run out of bounds? Is he going to get hit? Uh, It's just like, Jesus. But Saquon's awesome. Saquon's back. He's awesome. I don't know who their wide receiver core is. No, they have the the highest paid wide receiver locker room, and none of those guys are playing. You know why? It's all baby trying. They gave him like 70 million guaranteed, and he sits on the bench. It's crazy, dude. It's so it's crazy. It's insane. That guy got a huge bag. New York City. Kenny it's G. On, man. Good Lord. I love City, that dude. guy. Get your money, Kenny G. Ride that bench. Yeah. So that's going to bring us to our final segment of the week. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right, Jason. We've, we've heard from the the algorithm we've heard from your proprietary um, gizmo, the Sanson ratings uh, this week, it's least favorite team uh, is I me, but now, you know, we're going to take the rest of things into consideration. We're going to look down the, the week four leaderboard, the teams, how do they stack up this week? And we're going to give our predictions for who we think is going home. Jason, you, my friend, 2 and 0 on the year. People are dying to know. I'm getting texts, tweets. Someone sent me a letter in the mail. I had a guy Still stop happens. me at the grocery store and ask, "Who, dear lord, who is LFG a team picking to go home this week? I have to know. Give it to all us." Right, man. It's a close one, and I'll say it's all due to uh to my man's waiver work. Um bumped him up. I did have get off me prior to the fab, but this week, I got my man, SMD FTV, oh. and number 15, getting axed. There he is. I don't think his squad's looking good. I think he's he needs running backs. I mean, he needs running He's got Justice Hill. What did I Justice say? Hill. Look at his team. Who gives you confidence? B- past the number one Cooper fantasy Cup. asset. <laughs> Who gives? I mean, Kyle Pitts came came back to life last he week. Came through. So hopefully Atlanta's going to take that into consideration. They're going to start to feed him more targets. You know, I think Cleveland's beatable at the tight end position, but they line him up everywhere. Like it doesn't matter. You can get Kyle Pitts in a good one on one matchup if you really want to do it. You know, and that coaching yeah. staff they have to. I mean, Mariota's been doing good. Kyle Pitts is supposed to be doing things, so he did come back. But I think, you know, where he's at, you know, he's in his flex, I mean, it's just not working with George Pickens yet. He's making awesome catches, but he's not doing it in numbers. I think uh, Devin DuVernay, I mean, maybe. He's been doing things, but it's a maybe, right? DK Metcalf, like, he he could and should, but he's got my boy Geno Smith throwing the ball. And then, I mean, Justice Hill's not going to be helping him. Russ is annoying. Brees Hall is going to be interesting, though. I think he could put up some points. If he makes him over the hump, maybe it's get off me. But so that's, I think it's SMD FTB. That's where I I agree with you. I think Brees Hall is going to go off this week. Yeah. I got this feeling in my gut. They're going to bring um, – what's his name? Zach coming Wilson. back. Wilson's coming Zach back. Zach Wilson's coming back. They're you know not going to make him do a whole playbook. Yes. doesn't make sense. And he doesn't dump the ball off like Flacco does. I think he's going to look to push the ball down the field. He's going to extend plays out of the pocket. And I think what that's going to do to the pass rush is going to allow Brees Hall to find some big gaps. And I actually mm. disagree with you. Although I'd love to pick him again. Because I basically want to pick him until he's off the <laughs> off the league just for fun because it pisses him off. 
Uh, actually, Sorry, man. suck my dick for the boys is gonna blow up this week. Nice. Um, I got. I'm feeling DK Metcalf's coming around. I think Pickens is just Pickens is waiting for a breakout. If anybody saw that catch last week from George Pickens, it's one of the five best catches I've ever seen. I would have broke three ribs just trying to catch the ball, and I wouldn't even have gotten close. I mean, of course. <laughs> um, I you know having two Ravens that aren't even like real starters on your squad is tough. But I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. That's the highest over/under of the year yet. Um, I I like SMDFTB this week. I'm going to take. All right. I'm going to go with the the guy you said you think moved up. I think it's going to be get off me. I think get off me's going home. And we I mean, don't scrapping. I'm looking at his lineup here. He hasn't fully said it yet. Um, you know, he's got some good players. He's waiting for DeAndre Hopkins to come back. He's got a hurt Dak Prescott. He's got a hurt DeAndre Swift. He's got a hurt David Montgomery. He's got a hurt Michael Thomas. And he's got a great team. This is nothing against get off me. I think he had an excellent draft. I think he's done well with his fab. I just think it's going to be bad timing and bad luck for get off me this week. Christian Kirk has been money in the bank, but that Philly secondary, I think I shit on them last week. I actually went back and watched some of that game. They're good. They have talented corners, and they're well-coached. Craig Reynolds is a wild card. We like Pollard. We love Josh Allen. We, yeah. you know, Devonta Smith had a big week. I think he's coming back down to earth. Nelson Aguilar, you know, you might as well just take a zero in that spot. Um, I, you know... I, I like some of his players, but as I'm looking down the list, and since I'm um, legally not allowed to pick myself to lose, um, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Get Off Me to get the chop. All right, man. I think um, we'll see how it goes. I think you're all right this week. I think you're middle of the pack. I think you'll do just okay. All right, so if you're keeping score we'll at home, Dowerpool has SMDFTB. Freddie Chops has Get Off Me, and the new addition to the show this week. Sanson has I'm Me. Sanson has I'm Me. So we'll see who comes out on top this week. Jason can keep the streak alive. Nostradamus. Um, you know, we're, we're going to continue to watch this Thursday night game. Should be a good week of football. We got a lot of good matchups. Can you believe the NFL has the audacity to put this Buffalo Bills and fucking Baltimore Ravens game on at 1 p.m. on Oof. CBS. What the fuck? Oh, gross. Is that the, uh, is that the, is the Romo call? Is, is, is Romo the CBS is Romo call? Is CBS now? No. I don't know. Or is Aikman I, there? I, I, I don't know. Remember. CBS always has like, um, you know, Clip Clippenstein and, you know, Randy <laughs> Thomas. It's like, you know, the most boring fucking idiots ever. I hate CBS with a passion. I cannot, if I have to watch Ravens games, which I like to watch, I just watch it on mute. I mean, it's the worst call ever. Every CBS. It's James Brown and fucking Dip Dip Shittowitz. It's always so bad. <laughs> I mean, they'll probably have the A team on this week, but. Andrew Catalan. That's, yeah, Spiro of course. Deeds. Krim Kransenstein. Yeah. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get fuck oh, wow. all the way off putting is, this game at 1 James o'clock. Brown is this, oh, hi, James Brown. Yeah, it is James Brown. The that studio. game should be yeah. on an island, and we should all get to watch it in all of its glory. And I'm really upset about that. Like, yeah, that, maybe they're me, playing like, hate. 
maybe they're playing the technically since you get football at 9 a.m. You know, because the London game, you're up. Let's get the 1 p.m. We're gonna get it to you earlier versus waiting. There's like six games though. It should be a national broadcast. Everyone should get to watch the joy that is um, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson battling toe-to-toe. Like, this is going to end up being like that um, Chiefs-Bills game, right? Doesn't have that feeling from last year. It could be, man. I mean, I don't want to see. We'll see, man. I don't want to see. seven-eighths of the fucking United States isn't going to get to watch it. (laughs) And I feel bad for it. I never get to watch the Ravens games. I gotta like find some weird uh, dark website to stream it on. So who is the uh, Sunday night game then that night? Well, I think we got the Chiefs and the Tampa Bay, right? They were gonna have to move that game yeah. maybe because of the weather. Said they were gonna move it to Minneapolis was the backup, but I believe <laughs> I just bus. saw a tweet today Range that they're Range. actually gonna play that in Tampa still. They're bringing them back. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Yeah, they think the weather's that. fine, the stadium's fine because of the the uh, hurricane moved south. So they are going to play that game. Yes. Um, What's that Rams 49ers game? Rams 49ers Monday night. It's going to be a lot of players in that game. We're going to be sitting here on Monday night um, trying to decide <laughs> who we think actually is going home. I think That's a lot's going to change yeah, between yeah, now and Cooper that. Cup. I mean, there's Cooper Cup, right? He's one guy. Hopefully he's been he eating breakfast with, with Stafford this this week. <laughs> True that. Because um, if not, I think, I think it off me is going to. I just want to say one more time how much I love these Bengals, all whites. It's just a thing of absolute beauty. And the Commanders, any Manders fans out there, we're getting the all blacks this weekend. Going to wear the all blacks to our own funeral. They look cool. I think they're pretty cool. We had some comments from uh, Slice Dyson. He didn't like the numbers on that. I thought they should have just went with like a yellow sickle and an axe on the side of the helmet. What happened to the old school like um, helmet where it was like the painted leather thing? The leather, cool. yes. Those throwbacks are everyone's favorites, but they can only break them out for special occasions, and they don't even do it um, yearly anymore. They save that for you know, God forbid, they got some sort of playoff run going, and they'll put it <laughs> at like the end of the year. They'll wear them. I haven't seen them in a while. I'm actually about I, to score. I have a Sean Taylor. Where I'm behind. <laughs> leather helmet throwback. Nice. They played. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to a podcast. They did a Sean Taylor clip when he's either would he block a punt or something. It's like the only, like the Pro Bowl, like point. the last yeah. real hit in a Pro Bowl game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good job. Rest in peace, Sean Taylor. Rest in peace, Sean. Rest in peace, Coolio. And rest yep. in peace, King Poop. That's gonna do it for us tonight. Thanks for joining us along for episode five, week three of the. GG Guillotine League Fantasy Football Podcast LF Guillotine Anything you want to leave us with You better watch who you're Talking and where you're walking Or you and your homie is going to be lying in chalk For LF Guillotine I am Freddie Chops And this has been the Guillotine League Podcast Later <laughs>